Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walcha, founder of Cali Barbecue and Cali Barbecue Media. I want to give a special shout out to Toast, our primary technology partner in our barbecue restaurant. So many of the guests that we have on our show power their restaurants with Toast. We appreciate them for believing in smartphone storytelling. Uh, in life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. We're really excited with this show that it allows us to meet with the guys and the girls that are playing the game within the game in the hospitality business. Today, we have a very special guest, Matteo Marietti. He is the co-founder and CEO of Cook United. Matteo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. I'm so fired up to talk to you. The more that I learn about Cook Unity, uh, we had Chef Fabio Viviani on the show. He is uh, a partner with Cook Unity, and he couldn't say couldn't say better things about uh, the work that you guys are doing to help scale his brand. And he's got a international brand, and uh, the fact that he had such good things to say about you, I couldn't get more excited to to have you on the show. So I'm going to start with our favorite random question, which is: Where in the world is your favorite stadium? stage or venue hmm okay this one is easy um, my favorite stadium is in my home country argentina in the city of buenos aires where my uh, soccer team called river plate uh, plays there uh, so it's the river plate stadium river blade okay how many people fit in river blade so uh, river plate is eighty thousand. um 80, fans yeah, pretty big stadium, pretty wild. Okay. Uh, passionate soccer soccer supporters. There. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to entrepreneur. I'm gonna talk to Toast, Cook Unity. We're gonna get the best of the best all over the globe. The people that are super fans of hospitality, super fans of the creator economy, people that love taking care of people and love food. And we're gonna put them all in the stadium and I'm gonna put you right in the right in the center stadium. And I'm gonna give you a mic and you're gonna give us a two-minute drill of who's Mateo and what's Cook Unity. Can you do it? We can do it. <laughs> you can't raise a bunch of money unless you can do it. So let's go. This is your your entrepreneur pitch. Here we go. Nice. I will I will focus more on the cookie journey than than the Mateo journey. But uh, okay. Like briefly about me, um, I'm from Argentina. Um, I was I was born in a farm in Argentina, um, uh, highly like agricultural country. And my family, my my far my father is a farmer, so always connected to food from different angles. And since I was 21, I started uh, kind of building from different angles in the food sector. So I have a previous company before Cookity that was also in the intersection of food, logistics, and technology. Um, a few dozens uh, cloud kitchens, virtual kitchens, so basically restaurants without storefront and yes. virtual brands. That gave me the basics of understanding the consumer, food, culinary, excellence, operations, culture, uh, but also gave me a lot of insights on the chef journey and the chef personality and, and what's important for them. So by understanding a little bit better what modern eater consumers uh, were looking for and by understanding a little bit more the chef journey, the idea for Cookity um, came along. Basically, the, the original idea for Cookity is relatively simple, but it hasn't been done before. That is wouldn't be better to uh, connect directly the person creating and cooking the amazing dishes with the people like enjoying and, and looking for those dishes 
and instead of a vertically integrated model, um, because it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, fine dining restaurant, QSR, whatever, they're all vertically integrated where the company decides what the brand is, what the menu is, who the head chef is, the cooks, trains everyone. And Cookit is a much more horizontal platform where it's a two-sided marketplace where we are the middleman. We provide tools, infrastructure, technology, marketing. But what we really want is to see the creators shine. Uh, we want to get out of the way as, as, as soon as they have everything they need. And we really enjoy just nurturing that relationship between the creator and their fans. Um, so in the current form, Kukiti uh, provides uh, weekly meal plans. Um, to everyone in the continental uh, US. We have seven kitchens, uh, New York, Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, Austin, uh, Seattle, LA. And from those kitchens, we ship uh, nationwide. And we have chefs from all those kitchens, all those cities. We have more than 100 chefs. We're doing above a million meals a month currently. A million meals a month. Amazing. Yeah, so lots of variety because it's not one restaurant doing one cuisine. It's yes. like having dozens of restaurants and under the same roof. But that roof is literally our kitchens. But for the consumer, it's an app. Right, so they can find Fabio's meals, but they can also find Marfor Jones meals and Esther Choi's meals and Nate Nuts and a lot of like non-famous but equally talented and passionate chefs that um, normally they wouldn't have the means to uh, be entrepreneurs and have their own brands. But with Cookie, it is much easier for them. It's amazing. It's it's so exciting for me. You know, hosting this show, we we're a barbecue media company, and what we talk about a lot is the intersection between content commerce and communication and most of that is happening now on these devices and when i think of my restaurant journey um being in a village we opened in 2008 our barbecue restaurant and we struggled it was very difficult to learn how to get people to care about what we were doing and we had to rely on web 2.0 came out once this once these apps started coming out and for us it was driving business how do we drive business how do we get people to come and care but now we're looking at different models and having conversations with people like you that are helping chefs and restaurant owners think bigger. How do you think bigger? How do you leverage technology? How do you start to build community on apps where people can get slow food fast? That's what we call it. And what you do is you do an incredible job of bringing in creators, these chefs, into a place where they can literally scale their concept beyond their village. And I like to focus on village. My grandfather is from Bulgaria. My wife is from Bulgaria. So it's easy for me to relate to the village mentality. But when I think about profitability in the food space, it's very difficult to be profitable unless you're leveraging technology, unless you're partnering with someone like you. Can you talk about, bring me back to the pain points of what you found when you first opened up your first restaurant? Sushi Pop. Yeah, so um, in my previous business, we had um, more than 10 brands total, but um, a sushi concept, Sushi Pub, was the most popular one. And with that concept, we scaled and we have franchises in Brazil, in Peru, and other parts of Argentina. Um, I think there is a, a, I mean, any restaurateur, um, front of the house, back of the house, um, new in the industry or like already um, experienced, I think we will all more or less share the same um, things we're passionate about and the same struggles that we like to yeah. fix if we could. And we kind of um, happily choose the combo, but there are some non-ideal parts of it that if we can find a way to do it much easier, it will be awesome. 
Um, <clears throat> apart from the kind of, if you like, the kind of learning curve of a newcomer coming to the industry, so uh, basic stuff like permitting or like the kitchen's layout, <laughs> once, once you learn them, you kind of um, get those skills and you can optimize them, but those are fine. I think the biggest challenges are, it's really hard. It's not extremely difficult to create a concept that consumers will be attracted to. I think um, food consumers are so generous in yes. things they want to try and and like more or less is that is, I think is relatively easy to do. But to execute that consistently on a daily basis with excellence and at the same time have a culture that employees look forward to come in every day and at the same time have healthy margins, um, like all that combined uh, for a long period of time, it, that is hard, right? So yeah. That is where you go to your systems, to your culture, to like menu design, and you go to the model, like should it be like full service restaurant, like what is the right size? And like all that, that is highly technical, but also a lot of nuance because there's not a perfect formula. And I, and I think that is that that was probably, that is what is harder about the restaurant, right? And that is why there is moments where a combination of these factors are just a sweet spot that works so well and those restaurants that you you see that are successful year over year, and they they def definitely do things re really well, but they don't do things ten times better than other restaurants that also do yeah. things well. And sometimes it's something else, right? And it's hard to to understand the ambience, the, the, the name, because food is also very social, especially when it comes to restaurants. Um, my experience has been more in the um, delivery aspect of restaurants, mm -hmm. even though I, I, I do own and have built and open um, restaurants, and I know that part as well. Why, why, why delivery? Because I think I, I think it's very important, and I don't think it's discussed enough in the traditional restaurant sense. Why delivery? In my case, I think it was a combination of two things. One, when I started, I was twenty-one, and of my generation back then, um, I felt that. People like me uh, live in their parents' houses and like starting to see a kind of full adult life. What well, it feel like a big chore to like grocery shopping, chop, cook, clean every day, every single meal. It was like, okay, this this is a really inconvenient part of adulthood. <laughs> how can I how can I fix this? And it's like, okay, price point wise, I can pay this, but this is not great food. Yeah, and food I love, but I cannot afford it. So like, okay, how do I solve this? So the virtual kitchen model um, in back back then uh, was just a, sim a simple solution to we love restaurant food but we cannot afford it how we can make restaurant food cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. And then restaurants pay a high premium for location because it's very important to be in the nice neighborhoods and a nice street and all those things, and pay a lot of uh, investment in nice decor and this and that. So a virtual brand can remove all that. Of course, you're also removing a lot of the great things from restaurants. So like, I'm, I'm not the anti-restaurant at all. I'm just like uh, recognizing that there is another use case that restaurants are not perfectly designed to solve. Yes. Yep. So when you're when you're in Argentina and you you've opened up, you have Sushi Pop as one of the one of the concepts, the most successful concept. What leads you to to cook Unity? What was what, do you remember? Now, yeah. Let's say now that. Um, in, in that particular story, um, if, if this was a movie, I, I hope nobody has <laughs> one. I don't think it would be that fun. But um, the, the now we're like eight years in, in that journey, in that business. <clears throat> and that's a business that is doing well and like 
is, is, is great and I'm learning and, and like some 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 failings, some like improvement, but generally speaking, uh, a bunch of brands that customers like and uh, a healthy business. But I think that it was um, because of that experience, I was exposed to three point of views or three insights. One is the the, the chef or the cook um, mm-hmm. journey that I mentioned before. Someone that comes more like from farming than restaurants, it it was a little bit, um, what is the right word? It was humbling and and, and like, it didn't feel right that um, a person that decides to to make a career, to make a living cooking for others, um, and that is very much driven by passion and by creativity and like this artistic desire, in most cases, the day-to-day reality of their jobs does not look like that. They do not have any creative freedom. They are not yep. like creating amazing recipes, talking to customers. Like that's not the reality. <clears throat> so that's that's number one. Number two, on the customer side, food is one of the largest consumer categories. Like I don't know how many, like trillion plus big industry, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But um, I would argue that customers are always looking for new things and not necessarily satisfied are looking like always trying new, different things and you don't have in food a one brand that owns 30 percent of the burger market share right like yep. even the biggest brands companies have a tiny fraction and to me that is a sign that customers always want to try new things and food apart from i need to feed myself and that like I don't know, food is fuel, yeah. um, food is also social connections and nostalgia and culture and like traveling the world and all these cultures. So food is so multidimensional that the second insight is customers really want choice, really want to try a lot of different things. Um, so that, that was the, that's number two. And number three is it's really hard to scale high quality food. If you look at the landscape, the higher quality food products live in the fine dining restaurants, which is usually one location, maybe a couple. The chef is there every day. It's very much artistic endeavor, like very much craftsmanship and looking at all the details day in, day out. And it's not easy to scale that. So the combination of these three points of views uh, led to the idea of Kukiti and creating a two-sided marketplace, more inspired by the sharing economy and companies like Airbnb or Etsy and say, if you create the set of tools, the incentives, the infrastructure that these creators need, they already know how to do great food. They're like masters at that. What are not masters at that or they don't enjoy doing is accounting and this and yep. that, permitting. So that's, that's that's the essence of idea. So once you have that idea, what did what did you tell did you talk to your wife about it? How did it go? How did it go from you're in Argentina to you're opening up your first Cook Unity location in, in Brooklyn? In this particular case, um, that is very relevant because, <laughs> because this is for entrepreneur and, and the people that well, listen to this, you know, they either know, are in business or they want to be in business. My wife is in the team and she joined yes. the company in the second year. She's like a late co-founder in the business. So uh, it was very important. But it also was important because on a personal level, I felt that this is not a business that uh, I should build in, in Argentina or in South America. I thought that this is a business that should start in the US or Europe kind of culinary centers of the world, startups, venture capital, consumers that are willing to um, try more modern approaches and kind of everything from from the capital ecosystem to consumers, to technology available, to even regulations that allow for a model like this. So 
We quickly decide New York as a city with a great combination of both a, a startup tech startup scene, but also a culinary scene. Uh, I also thought it would be cool to to build a brand that is New York born, and you know, like if the the brand succeeds in New York, it would be a great thing to scale to other places. Being a New York company, a New York brand, yeah. It did require, in my case, to move to another country. So it didn't start from the moment I had the idea to the moment Kuhiti officially started. Maybe it was three years or like two years and a half. I also had to replace myself as the CEO of the previous company, which is not an easy process. So, so it was a, a long journey, but we've only been four and a half years with the official Cookie D, um, uh, journey. When you look back at the Cook Unity journey, where you are now opening up in all these new markets, raising capital, second, second round that you raised, uh, can you share a story? It's hard when you're it's hard when you're in the trees to look at the forest. Can you stare, share a story where you look back and you go, "We're really on to something." Was it was it closing a seed round? Was it opening a new location? Was it bringing on a chef that you were recruiting? Was it I adding think, a team member? Yeah, no, I, I I think there is obviously there is a bunch of those moments. As equally, there is a bunch of those moments where you feel. What like, are we doing? <laughs> and you feel like the, the imposter syndrome, and it's like, it's like, what is all this illusion that is in my head? Like, really, nobody else cares about this. Um, but the first big, deep, visceral moment um, that that we felt that was um, a few months after the pandemic started, like let's say June, July, twenty twenty. The company was small enough <clears throat> back then that there was really no real non-vanity metric sign to feel that before, because even our seed round that happened a few months before in December 2019 was a great event for the company, um, but still so early that we didn't feel that way. And I tend to think that capital uh, milestones shouldn't be necessarily um, the, the main um, sure. sign for that. But what happened for us, which was like very, very deep uh, for, in, 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 in how it is connected to our mission, is that when the, we were in New York, right? So uh, the pandemic hit differently in different places, but like New York March was kind of at the center of it, at least in the US. And the first few months, um, apart from all the, 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 the things that uh, we all live in terms of risks and, and, and like information and how you keep operating with all this, all, all that part, we didn't see a meaningful change in, in our sales or, or anything like that, probably because we were very, very, very small. Our marketing budget was very, very, very minimal at the moment. So we didn't benefit, if you like, from um, what happened when people stay at home that was said, went to the, the, the food brands that they had in their minds, right? Like, so people came back to HelloFresh, came back to Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, Instacart, whatever it is. Um, people didn't know us. So like they couldn't go to something that they didn't, they didn't know. But a few months after that, so June, July, what happened is that some of the best chefs in the city, at that moment, we were only in New York. So some of the chefs that we admire and we, we, we were like internally, it would be awesome to have X, Y, and Z. And we were in different ways trying to uh, convince them to join. Yes. And they will say something like, oh, this concept is awesome. Like I was thinking in something like this, maybe next year I'm opening a new restaurant this year. So it was like never a, any sort of urgency, right? It was like something, some, some, something cute sure. that I might, I might explore in the future. 
obviously it changed. Um, chefs at the beginning, they had to like protect their employees, protect like the, 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 the most important things, many closed restaurants temporarily. But as chefs started to look what was next, Kugidi was one of the options um, out there. And many of those chefs that were admired in New York joined the platform in May, June, July, August. In that moment, all of a sudden, demand started increasing. Some PR started happening, like the Wall Street Journal calling us the next Spotify for food and things like that. That is like, okay, now we have a momentum. And the why for this, that it was clear in our mind. But at some point, if investors don't care, talent don't care, chefs don't care, you start like questioning if that why yes, is relevant. correct. So I guess that was the the, the the most important moment. And we kind of never looked back. It was kind of an inflection point and we, we continue growing steadily since then. I mean, it's so important for anybody that's listening to this show. We talk about how important it is to clarify your message. And, you know, it, it's hard when you when you say something as grandiose as the Spotify of food. How do you live up to the Spotify of food? But it helps the consumer understand a complex business. You know, it's not, you know, understanding what Cook Unity is and the, what you provide for a chef and what you provide for a consumer on a subscription basis. Those are things that you guys need to clarify as in your marketing material, in your PR material, your press material. Uh, how do you how do you live up to that? How do you live up to a, a Spotify of food labeling? Um, I think the hard part and what um, what what is very much a work in progress and I found much harder this time than in my previous experience to get right is the 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 simple concise but powerful message that resonates yes. you need to make it easy for the audience the world out there to share verbally with others what you're about like you you won't manage that narrative fully but you need to make it easy for people to explain oh you know what i found this concept it's awesome it's x y and c and then like that will happen and it's, it's, it's in your benefit that ha that happens similar to what you wanted to happen, right? So yeah. um, that is extremely hard, but sometimes it happens very naturally. Like in, in, in this uh, sushi brand, it happens very naturally because I think the moment in time we hit, like basically because it was a cloud kitchen model, we could save a lot of fixed costs and we could put a product out there that was 40% cheaper than other sushis. And in that moment in Argentina, sushi was relatively a luxury product. And we brought up, we kind of make it more available, affordable for everyone. So the, the tagline was sushi for everyone. And the concept was very clear. So it's a sushi that I like, but instead of a special occasion every quarter, now I can have it every week. So that was really easy. We kind of it clicked many, many boxes and it, it just, it was in sync. Kugit is a much more complex concept. There's like so many things and he's like, well, there's a real chefs, but you know what? That's very important, but the, like, there's also hundreds of recipes and that's also very important. You know what? Like the quality is really good. And you know what? The price point is very affordable, but hey, the fact that the, the price is really affordable shouldn't confuse you in the fact that these are real. Like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that I want to believe that in a few years, looking back, this will be normal when like, I mean, it was crazy 10 years ago to think about renting someone's bedroom yes <laughs> or getting into a stranger's car <laughs> insane right yeah um so this i mean i want to be take the optimistic view here of course and say like okay these kind of novel concepts take, take more time until something click and it becomes the new the new norm 
Well, I think it's very exciting, especially for any of the chefs or, or restaurateurs that are listening to this. Can you can you speak directly to them? You know, I know you have chefs that are doing over a million dollars in revenue, mm-hmm. multiple cities. Um, it's absolutely incredible the the business model that you built. But you know, especially for this show, because we focus on business owners, entrepreneurs. We're great in real life at doing what we do best. We're just not very good at media and social media. So my hope is to inspire chefs and entrepreneurs and restaurant owners to start to understand no one else is going to go tell our story. It's great to have a great PR firm. It's great to have, you know, natural organic press, but you got to use the tools that are available to you. And when you do a rising tide lifts all ships. So you have all of these creators that are coming under, under one roof, under a beautiful name, cook unity. And now they're putting out content like chef Fabio Viviani saying, Hey, I'm opening up in this market. Now, all of his Instagram followers, his hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers, the other chefs that have hundreds of thousands of TikTok followers, all of those people are spreading awareness for cook unity, which gets you more consumers that go, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then on the reverse side, those consumers, they get that package and the package is so sexy. The food is so good. What do they do? They go on their phones and they upload it to Instagram or they put it on TikTok or they make a YouTube video about it. Now you have this ecosystem that is literally, you know, it's your own generating flywheel of press and PR. Well, I appreciate you uh, describing what we do. <laughs> I'm sharing the secret sauce. I mean, maybe, maybe the, the media moment. sausage is how it gets I mean, made. It did sound uh, wonderful when you when you when you were telling it. So <laughs> I will leave this this conversation inspired and energize myself. But I think the important part for for chefs and restaurateurs is we we care deeply. So a few things we care deeply about this industry. Yeah, everyone in the company um, uh, comes from the industry from one angle or another one from a previous food startup, restaurant group, this, that. We have a lot of transformed chefs that now are on the corporate side. But I mean, we, we do care about the industry. Um, I, I, won't, I won't say all the reasons why we should care about the industry. I think we that's 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 obvious, but um, we, we're we, we want to be a positive actor here and uh, we, we admire. The craftsmanship of the chefs. We admire the role that restaurants have in, in our society. If you go back to the etymology of the word, restaurant comes from the French word restaurer, that means to restore, right? This was a design as a place to stop at some point in the day, recharge, food, social connection, and continue with our day. What a, what, what a beautiful place in the world. I think you can imagine. Yeah. A very futuristic city, and still will have restaurants, right? So, sure. but, but I think the problem, and something that maybe like it wasn't a problem before in a world that was less digital or like less dynamic, and people live outside cities as well. The the problem that we're trying to solve primarily is the access problem. Yes. So, um, if you're a successful restaurateur or chef that own a restaurant or work in a in a in a great restaurant. Your impact is not that big. Your 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 reach is not that big, even a successful one, right? Yeah. So the average restaurant might have like 80, 100, 120 people going a day. Obviously, I'm, 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 there is bigger restaurants, but sure. you're not cooking or feeding a lot of people. You're not like your your recipes, your talent is not being enjoyed by a lot of people. Um, if you're in DoorDash or Uber Eats, that's awesome, but usually they will do like two, three miles around the city. So at best, you're really feeding or you're available for your neighborhood and maybe some people yes. will move around. So I think there is a big access and reach 
um, issue on the, on, the, on the seller side and the creator side, but also on the customer side. If you live in San Diego and like close to the, to, to the beach, you have like whatever is like three, four miles around. If you live in downtown and if you live in LA, uh, West LA, you have like some West LA options, probably not even all West LA, but you won't get downtown options and you get the point, right? Same with all the cities. And if you live in the suburbs, even less, you open Uber Eats, DoorDash, you have like 15 options. It's not as, as exciting as in the cities. Um, so, 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 so I think the, the point is great food is not accessible equally, yes. evenly, and, and, and from, for, for both sides. So what, what the first thing that we're trying to do with Kujeti is like improve that reach and improve that access. So if you're a creator, we're not telling you like, hey, shut down your restaurant and move here. We're telling you like, keep doing what you do. People love what you do. We just want you to amplify the reach. Yes. We want thousands of people per day to enjoy your recipes versus hundreds. Uh, we have um, the bestseller chefs are getting to the 10,000 plus. Um, meals. Awesome. Um, we have two chefs doing more than $2 million a year in income. Wow. More than 20% of our chefs making more than a million in income. Um, it's a function of them growing their teams, going to our cities. But it's much easier if you're in New York, for example, to open LA through community that you won't need to do any raising capital, finding the right location, permitting, that is particularly crazy in LA. Um, you just need to build a team, right? So what we say to, to creators is, look, people admire your talent, your craft. We just want to amplify it. And please focus on the three things that you do great and you love to do, which is creating amazing uh, meals or food products. Building teams are proud to cook those food products and like well-trained to do so. We don't want to do licensing for that reason. Like generally speaking, licensing is not well well designed to to be a win-win for both at some sure. point someone yep. unhappy with that deal um there could be clever ways to do it so uh, potentially in the future but and the third thing is build your audience build your fan base which is very much close to your mission right i don't yep. think in the current world is enough to have a great product if no. you don't distribute it right you need you to have find to. Ways to distribute it well, the, the, the beautiful thing and the thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm getting fired up over here, but the, the beautiful thing is that you don't need to go and create Cook Unity. You've done it. <laughs> You've done all the hard work for the chefs. And what I talk to, to restaurant owners all the time is we don't need to go create TikTok. I don't need to go create Instagram. YouTube is already there. We have all of these tools to connect with a global audience. And depending on the logistics side, you know, you guys are figuring out nationwide shipping, but there's going to be a time where I'm sure Cook Unity will figure out how to be in international markets. I mean, that's not crazy th to think. I mean, somebody that came from a farm in Argentina to think about what you've built now to look back and go, this is only the beginning of where we're going to go digitally connecting creators all around the world. Because I know the things that I talk about when I go to Toronto to speak to restaurant owners or hotel operators, I tell them the same things that I speak to my friends in Bulgaria that own small delivery pizza shops and delivery kufteta businesses. These are all the same conversations, the same conversations that you had in Argentina, you're having now over and over and over, but it's how do we find the best of the best, the people that are going to help us with a true mission of sustainability, because it's not about quick profits. You know, if you're talking about really, truly making an impact in food, really, truly making an impact in business, making a, making my my family proud, my kids proud, your kids proud, we have to do something that we're going to look back on that we're going to say we actually did good. Can you talk about your packaging? Yes. 
Um, I can talk about the packaging and I would like to, to, to share a few more thoughts about uh, sustainability in a broad sense. Yes, like impact please. In a, in a broad sense. So sustainability is a big topic that I, I think the first thing that we need to be mindful about is just don't overuse it, don't like really respect the whole thing, right? Like, like acknowledge uh, the responsibility that we have. None of our existing models are not net positive yet, not cookie, like no, no one. Yes. So, um, uh, like we don't talk a lot about sustainability as a company, not because we don't care. I think we do much more behind the scenes than what we say we do because of yeah. that reason, because we think that um, it's, it's, it's a topic that we need to be uh, humble and just like shut up and, and, and build and do the basics um, for some time. But but I, I can tell you what we're doing and I can, I can tell you a little bit how we see this. Um, we, we had a lot of discussions at the beginning of Kukiti talking like, should it be all organic? Should it well be like, what, what is sustainability? Like how you decide what is the biggest, the best the best design to make the biggest impact or the, the lowest impact, depending how you see it, right? Um, and it's not an easy thing. I, I, I would love that everyone has a more honest conversation about this, right? Like it's not an obvious decision. Like do you do all organic? Is that the best decision? What like pros and cons? Who can pay it? Um, can we produce all the food that we need with that? So, so it's hard. So I can tell you, like, there is one thing that there is no um, nuance and not like uh, um, kind of different angles, which is packaging. And it's just a net negative yeah. to have tons of packaging that you waste every time. <clears throat> so we put, we put that as our first priority and we uh, prioritize uh, creating the first uh, zero waste packaging program in the country. And we're close to that goal, not yet there, but very close. So 75% of the zip codes that order Kukiti um, can, can benefit for what we call um, this, this program that is a reusable packaging program. So wow. every week when you get Kukiti, the local courier that goes and drop off the, the, the bag is a reusable insulated bag, can also take whatever you have from Kukiti from the previous weeks. So the bag and the ice packs, all those, all that thing you can reuse, return it and Kukiti will like uh, sanitize and reuse it. We're introducing shortly the meal container that will be reusable. You will be able to put it in the dishwasher, rinse and give back. That will be an opt-in program. So when that happens, there will be effectively zero waste for customers that choose to do so. And then for lower density zip codes, we still ship in boxes with FedEx and UPS and those types of carriers and is a non-optimal um, op solution. And we're still working on, on ways to, to figure that out, but it's hard because of density. On the, on the ingredient side, well, the food production side, we have zero waste because we cook um, with confirmed orders. So one of the reasons why we chose yes. to be a subscription service when you think about, I think confirmed think, orders. That's that's a big, that's a big deal <laughs> when you're talking right? to restaurant owners. I mean, catering business, a subscription. Yeah. That now now you're talking about some some real real really cool stuff. It's unfortunate because you know, as a society, we don't we cannot <laughs> re reset. We cannot say like, look, yeah, what is really 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 important for society, and let's pay the fair price for everything. Yeah, we pay like much higher price for some things that are not so important and much lower price for some things that are like food. Yes. And like I think it's just a just 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 a shame that is so unfairly um uh, retributed, right? Like the hard work that happens behind the kitchens. And one thing that if you think about it is pretty crazy is that you have this concept of mise en place and you do your best to prepare the sauces and some chopping, but you have no idea who will be coming. Yep. 
right? Correct. How, how yeah. many, what they will order. So like order number one, table five, one, the chicken with risotto. And you do one portion and 10 minutes later, you have another portion. Like that's that's really inefficient. So in Kukiti, chefs know we have a consumer app and we have a chef app. And chefs will know the day before cooking uh, exactly how many of each recipe they need to cook. And when they when they do the cooking, it's a totally different production this um, uh, organization because they know that they're cooking 200 of this dish. And we give them exactly the amount of ingredients that they need. And in that sense, is is great because we have much lower waste, and we know that around 30% of the food that we produce in the world is going to waste. So, so that's a good solution. The part that is much harder is to only source our ingredients that um, are produced with the highest standards for the planet, which yeah. right now that should be regenerative agriculture. For seafood, it will be very few places where you can um, buy, um, I think oceans are, are, are the, world, the like the current state, the, 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 the most negative state right now. Um, it's really hard. So for that, we're making improvements every quarter, every semester, but it's, it's really hard to have everything. We will introduce in, in a few months a line that is only like wild salmon, grass-fed beef, and it will have a premium cost and customers can decide in, in, if they want to do that, regenerative agriculture. But it's hard. I think it's much more romantic to say that you buy directly from farmers yes. rather than, than the, the real logistics, the real food safety challenges of that and, and, and others. I appreciate that. And I thank you for, for taking the time to, to, to call that out because it is easy to say sustainability, but then when you look at your own practices, I mean, if I look at my own practices in my house, you know, my wife and I, she just started composting at our house. And it was the first time that they actually come and collect compost as a city, the city that we live in, in Chula Vista, like, but now, and I look up, up and down my street and we might have one of the only trash cans that is composting. You know, so it's like, but if I don't do my part with my wife and then I don't work on my restaurant and figure out how to, in my restaurant, if we all don't do our part, then we're just talking about something and we're not putting any action behind it. So thank you for saying that. Um, I wanted to let, let you get a, get a chance to, to talk about anything that you guys have coming up. What do you, anything uh, launching Cook Unity, have any exciting news you want to break on entrepreneur.com? Yeah, there is, there is a, there is a few, um, but there is one. Um, so a few that are like behind the scenes and we'll, we'll, we'll take a few quarters to see the <laughs> Okay. There's one that is already happening in New York as our test market. <clears throat> the company um, has been focused on expanding geographically the last 18 months. Uh, we were in New York only and now we have nationwide coverage and we have these seven uh, kitchens and we plan to open more kitchens. Uh, but that, that that we're very happy with that progress because now chefs can open in, in different regions, etc. The next priority for us um, as a company, as a team now, and what get us super excited at the moment is um, new product lines. So um, launching nice. new type of food products. Uh, Kukiti launch um, first uh, a prepared meals solution. So that is great for people that don't want to cook or are busy, but there's a lot of people that want to do some cooking um, or a lot of cooking or depending on the day of the week or depending on the month. And uh, we're now launching different categories. So mix and match or size and proteins. So maybe you want to cook something, but maybe you don't want to do kimchi or you don't know how to do kimchi, right? Or mm -hmm. it's like your favorite chef, <clears throat> braised pork that you don't want to braise for 24 hours, right? Or roast. So 
Um, that is one category. Then everything, breakfast and um, drinks and things like that, uh, sauces, condiments, dressings, family and kids versions. Um, we'll launch a lot of uh, different categories. Uh, some of those are already live in New York. And we're very exciting that already 40% of our customers are choosing those products on a weekly basis. Um, that will be what we'll be up to the next year or year and a half. And we're excited to hear feedback from customers. So everyone that um, is in the Northeast region, uh, please try it out and, and share feedback with us uh, directly with me. They can send me an email at mateo at cookie.com. Um, we're happy to hear the feedback, but I, I, what we really want is cookie to become the primary destination for the best food creators and the best food products in this country. And it doesn't matter if you want to cook some or you want like a, a fully, fully cooked solution. Uh, it doesn't matter what diet or cuisine or type of food you want, we should have everything. That's great. So anybody that's listening to this, uh, we want you to feel like you're part of the conversation. So every Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, we host a room on the social audio app Clubhouse. Um, please come into the room, uh, share your story. If you're a cook, if you're a restaurant owner, let us know you heard this conversation. Um, we also give social shout outs to people that come into those rooms, but also people that are on the teams that are out there doing the work. And today's social shout out goes to Bernice Robles, and she is our pit master at Cali Barbecue. She is the one that is smoking the 250 racks of ribs on a on a uh, Father's Day or a NFL Sunday. Um, she does an incredible job. She has no problem with me being on TikTok live, showing off all the work that she's doing with the brisket and the pork butts. And we can't do it without our team. So that this week's shout out goes to Bernice. But I wanted to give you, Mateo, a chance to, I know you have a big organization, hundreds of employees, but is there somebody um, that you want to shout out on entrepreneur.com? Somebody that's gone above and beyond recently? Yeah, um, <clears throat> because this was a topic in our company internal communication chat. Um, right before I joined this conversation, I will I will choose that one, but more as a symbol of every all the all the folks that are doing um, all this amazing work, so customers can magically receive a high quality <laughs> in their homes. Um, the LA team was sharing some photos of a dinner that they had yesterday with the dishwashing team, yeah, and like a recognition dinner where like everyone, chefs, cookie team, um, treat the dishwashers in that kitchen and recognize the hard work and all the, 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 the everything they do. It's so easy to take those things for granted, right? Um, but we know what it looks like when we don't have those positions in the in right. the kitchen. So I want to particularly um, recognize the dishwashing team LA, but all our dishwashing teams and, and, and really everyone behind the kitchens. That's amazing. Yeah, if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P. W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I'm weirdly available. So don't, uh, don't worry if you send me a message on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, all of it is all good. Mateo, how can people get in touch with Cook Unity? You guys have an awesome Instagram account. Go to at Cook Unity. We'll put a link in the show notes. I saw you launched your TikTok channel. I expect to see all kinds of chef collaborations on Cook on your TikTok channel. But uh, what's the best way for people to find out more about Cook Unity? Yeah, at Cookinity in Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, if they want to share some feedback or direct message with me on Twitter or LinkedIn or Mateo at Cookinity email um, for any uh, idea, feedback, uh, constructive criticism, 
Um, and if any restaurant or chef want to apply to bring their brand to our platform, uh, we have a section called Become a Chef in our platform, or they can send me an email directly. And do you have any uh, any favorite quotes that you'd like to, to end with? Any, any piece of advice or favorite quote? Oof, um, I have many. I'm like a quotes, quotes type guy. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I tell you which one I will choose and, and why, what, what's the reason. Uh, this will be the second time that I choose a soccer-related answer. Ah. Uh, but we're in the World Cup, right? And, yes. and like, it's a time of every four years, so I'm, I'm allowed to, to, to skew everything to soccer. Um, <clears throat> my team, Argentina, uh, lost pretty miserably yesterday in the World Cup. And 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 uh, we are like very passionate people about soccer. It's kind of very <laughs> you can say that. I was um, um, uh, reasonably depressed for 24 hours and remind me one of my favorite quotes that is from the great philosopher Mike Tyson that says like everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And I think yes. in the restaurant industry, like I use that quote a lot, right? You open a new restaurant, you concept, you think you have everything figured out. This is awesome. People will love it. You imagine the ambience there and everything and then like things maybe not don't, don't happen as you expected and yes that 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 quote um yeah give me some resilience over the years. yes resilience is definitely what we need that's a great quote I'll, I'll leave you with mine from the the great philosopher winnie the pooh and it's we will be friends forever just you wait and see so if you guys are listening to this show, um, we appreciate you. We know we're we're fortunate to be with Entrepreneur, reach millions of people, um, to have guests like Mateo on with what you're doing with Cook Unity gets me fired up. Uh, I know we're exactly where we're supposed to be. I can't wait to see what you guys do. I'm looking forward. I'm going to be up in LA sometime in January with my team to check out Cook Unity. So I'll get some more. If you go on Cali BBQ Media, if you go on our Instagram page, uh, we'll put some behind the scenes content, but love what you guys are doing. Mateo, thank you so much. Uh, good luck to your to your uh, Argentinian team. I hope you uh, you, you guys keep 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 it moving forward. Thank you, thank you, Shannon. Thank you to the audience. And a special thank you to our title sponsor, Toast. Toast is the primary technology partner that we use at our restaurant, Cali Barbecue. It is also the primary technology partner that so many of the guests have shared with us on this show. People like Sam, the cooking guy, Stacy Poonkinney, Jeff Alexander. So many times the guests tell us that they're using Toast when we didn't even know that going into the interview. That is why we are so grateful that they sponsor this show. We want you to win. You that listen to this show, we want you to improve your digital hospitality. Toast is built for restaurants and it's built for you. Toast is the restaurant first platform that's built for your needs, whatever your size, concept, or ambitions. Improve your bottom line with a customizable platform that's easy to learn, use, and grow with. And it meets you where you are with all the right tools for your price point. If you have any questions about Toast, please DM me at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. I will get you the link to the right Toast contact in your market. It's so important that if you listen to this show, that you win. We want you to be on this show eventually. Let us know that you heard the show, you heard about Toast, you implemented Toast, you did a Toast unboxing in your restaurant. Talk to us about how you've impacted your village, your city, your community. Share your Toast story with us. DM me today to learn more. And be sure to check out Toast.